Hello, and welcome to episode number 71, the Armin Show podcast. Wow, how did we get to 71? By going through 1 through 70. There's been a lot. On this episode, we have a guest. I know y'all been thinking, where, how can we? Yes. Who is our guest today? Felipe. We got Felipe in the building now. So, first, I want to say, I never usually do this, but Felipe, what is your introduction of yourself without me saying a thing? My name is Felipe, born and raised in Chicago. Uh, I'll be 39 next month. I have two beautiful kids, a wonderful wife. Um, I work in healthcare. I love, uh, you know, engaging, uh, to be engaged in political activism. And uh, that's it for now. I like it, okay. I like the self-oriented introduction thing. I'm gonna do that, by the way, for future individuals as well. Felipe in the building. now. Before I start the episode, I want to mention, glad to have all y'all listeners that I hear about here, there, the other place. This is nice. You're the early crew. You're the early crew. Later on, it'll be like, I was there. I know. Me too. We were both there, which is a nice feature. This is not live, which is a great idea by Felipe. Should I do live casting? You know, I did Instagram live video last week. Nobody watched me play basketball. I did it for like 20 minutes. I'm just throwing that out there. I put a live video on Instagram. But a time was a time when most people don't go on Instagram. But I was playing basketball on live. Just saying. All right. So first, I want to throw this in here. Felipe, goals for 2018. Ooh, goals. Um, let's see. Um, I want to work on work on being, uh, you know, more patient. Um, just kind of enjoying the moment. Um, being less ADD with life and always on the go. Um, I want to focus, you know, a bit more on, um, you know, sort of friends, family, children, being a little less me and a little bit more, um, you know, more, more giving, more uh, empathic, more sort of concerned with other people. Um, what else? I want to swim more, possibly run more, but swimming for sure. Um, eat better. Yeah, that's what I want to do this year. So Felipe says more empathic, but this guy's empathic, okay? Just saying. He is with the people. These are some neat goals. It's good to be active. Swimming is very nice because it's relaxed on your joints and such. You can do swimming for years of your life. I don't think there's any real downsides that I can think of. Running has more downsides than that because you always knock into your knees and whatnot. It is nice to have goals. For 2018. Any book goals, by the way? Oh, books? Hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I, I'm always reading. I'm trying to think about any particular books. Um, there's uh, a couple books that are sort of more connected to my son's school that are kind of like require readings. They're like Seven Habits of a Successful, yada, yada. Um, there's a number of books um, written by this guy. And anyway, so there's one that I need to sort of read through. There's another on... Uh, kind of academics and, and, and athletics for children and kind of ha- having quote-unquote successful kids. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking classes. So I'll be reading a biochemistry book and an immunology book. Those aren't really goals per se. Um, let me see. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's, that's it for now. This is a nice feature now. Felipe is learning the biochem, also learning other sciences. 
Always further your knowledge, no matter where you are in your field. This man is superb in his field, but is furthering himself. That's a nice feature. So that means if someone, let's say you are a listener, and you're four years old, and you're not where Felipe is, you should still further yourself. And if you're way past Felipe somehow, which is almost impossible, because Felipe is way over there, you could still further yourself outward in knowledge. Now, I want to switch it over here. Throw in some variety here. Now, we are about to have, in the next 10 years, automation take over the United States. Uh, companies are looking right now at replacing workers, fast food workers, with machines that can do it. Also, obviously, self-driving cars. A, a huge chunk, a huge chunk of the baseline workers can readily be replaced in, I don't know, a year, two years? I mean, obviously, it'll take a few years for full transfer, but it's happening real soon because you'll just lose economically if you don't. Thoughts on this and <coughs> how to maintain value? What is your view on value? Okay. So, I mean, I think, you know, when, when it comes to technology um, under capitalism, then, um, you know, there's, there are problems. Um, there's sort of short-term gain particularly for those who implement that technology. So, so maybe for the various fast food restaurants that are implementing uh, this form of AI, I think is what, you know, what, it, what they'll be using, they will have a short-term gain over the other fast food restaurants that don't have this because they're going to have less costs, right? They're not paying salaries, particularly if the minimum wage goes up. And maybe they'll be required to have benefits, et cetera. They'll have less workers overall, so there'll be a short-term profit for those companies. However, like everything else, it's a race to the bottom because then every other fast food joint will at some point get the same technology and then prices begin to, to drop as well to remain competitive. So then, you know, this, so, you know, I don't know, a burger may, you know, may be starting to be worth 25 cents or something like that. A burger that once cost a dollar is not going to be a quarter. And so the rate of profit, so per burger, the profits decline. And you know a good, a real I mean a really good illustration will be looking at Detroit, looking at Gary, looking at Flint, Michigan, looking at you know um, you know other parts of the Rust Belt where there were these major industries that employed tens of thousands of workers, and there are boom towns right these cities that people were thriving. You could have a high school education and get a great job and take care of your family, and then literally one generation later, and they're essentially ghost towns. These factories have rusted over because they've you know the technology harms the value of a particular product because it becomes worth less than what it would be if human labor was involved um and that's just that's the nature of capitalism there's a reason why you know all these parts of iphones and wherever else are made in china or vietnam or somewhere in southwest asia bangladesh etc everything is made seeking the cheaper and cheaper labor and that's driven by uh, technology. Well, it's not. Sorry, it's not driven by technology, but it's driven by the the necessity to maximize profit, and and always thinking more or less short term. And technology again offers a short term gain, but a long term loss. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I think I think Detroit is a good illustration. I think that's what we really should be looking forward to is how these new forms of technology, unfortunately, aren't going to benefit humanity. They're going to benefit the banks and the businesses for for a while and always always workers are going to get screwed 
Well, the good news is <coughs> banks will be replaced by blockchain very soon. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. But maybe. So, yes, the, the concept of value is in question in the next uh, decade because people have been doing things since long ago with farming and whatnot. But that same doing is not as purposeful when a robot is now able to do it. What, do we, what does that person do? Do we view that person as relevant? How do we manage this? These questions didn't come up in the last, who knows, thousand, multiple thousands of years. We didn't have these systems in place. Robots, like you might have seen the new Justin Timberlake video, are making moves. They can move a box. They can open a water bottle. These are steps along the way to replacing low-level jobs and then with AI, obviously higher-level jobs until general artificial intelligence is reached and that would be, you can replace, well, let's say almost all jobs and then all jobs. That's a key thing to think about. Understanding value is something we didn't have to do for a long time. So Felipe, I just want to check, what is that? So um, Detroit, Eminem, basically Eminem. <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was the baseline. As we know, it was Eminem. I heard his new album. You have not heard it yet. Well, turns out he is the man that makes content. Good old Eminem. He is a rapper. So, yes, Felipe has much understanding on the concepts of uh, what is value, economic output, productivity. These are things to look at. Adam Keynes or those kinds of people in their books or other people's books. Maybe Marx, maybe other economists of sort. There are different views. Felipe, I want to question, I want to add in activism. Why? Why? Um, I don't know. I mean, to, to be uh, cheesy about it, I guess you could say I took the red pill. For those folks who've seen The Matrix, um, I don't know that Armin has seen that because he doesn't watch movies, but maybe I've seen it. Okay. Okay. So you've seen it. Excuse me. Um, no, I mean, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you have a, an understanding of how, how systems change um, and sort of the, the movement, to me, the movement of humanity, if you look at how human beings lived 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, you can see this sort of evolution and you know and to give capitalism credit right i mean it did there's been this explosion in production and capacity uh (coughs) population growth technology you know you know equipment in outer space satellites etc so there's been this you know it's due to capitalism but you know what what i think marx really helped explain and others helped explain is how the tensions between socioeconomic classes, so the, the tensions within a feudal system, the tensions within a slave system, the tensions within a, a capitalist system, ultimately have to play themselves out. And so when you see rebellions all around the world, um, when you see you know social movement, those are those are sparks that are a reflection of this tension. And so I think um, they these sparks in and of themselves don't lead to the the kind of changes that I think we need in society, but they just sort of are proof that people want something different. Um, but that different has to, to me, it's got to be founded on science. It's got to be founded on an understanding of history. It's got to be founded on, you know, really just this understanding that <coughs> that money, that competition, that 
the system of exploitation is really is is really the main problem and that it's not about getting a new policy or a new reform or more money or a raise or or insurance you know health insurance you know that none of those ultimately undermine the system they just sort of put little mini patches on it to then be stripped off later when they want to say oh we're gonna we're gonna take your health insurance away or we're gonna take your job away so we need to so anyway that so understanding the movement of humanity and how we've evolved to me it's sort of the, the natural next step and so but it takes people to play a role and so i'm just you know i'm not that i'll ever see this new society but have a role to play and um and i'm gonna do my best to 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 play it and be involved with other individuals that are, that are going to play a role and and things change you know uh, war particularly in in, in in times of crisis and war so you know there's, there's a slippery slope towards world war at this point whether it be with north korea and china whether it be in the middle east with you know syria and russia or <clears throat> on the russian european border or, you know somewhere within africa you know there's all these 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 uh, rivalries happening that are again all driven by capitalism and, and its drive for profit and expansion, and that opens the eyes of people. So right now we can look around and say hey, nobody cares about this. Nobody's looking to make the world a better place. But when their children are being asked to fight in war, when they're being called up to fight in war, when they're losing their jobs because you know money is going towards the military, et cetera, et cetera, people start to think of like you know wait wait what kind what do we live what kind of world do we live Bur- bubbles begin to burst. And when those bubbles burst and we're present with a certain amount of, you know, ideology and thinking and explanation, and maybe we've been saying this stuff for a while, so they've heard it before and they're kind of like, you know, blowing us off for now, but then they hear it and then, then all of a sudden things begin to make sense and become more clear. And that's how movements are born. And, um, and that's it. So I'm, I'm going to play that role. You know, I want to point out, I like movement or activity in a direction because that gets somewhere let's say i have a thing i am towards felipe has a thing he is towards somebody has a thing they are towards if you are dialogue and you are active something moving you'll get towards a higher level of understanding so will the other person that is more processing active and moving the person who's not will not though will only get somewhere through network communication mingling processing trying the other way just it stops it's like a rock just sitting there don't be a rock, okay? Also, I want to point out... And if you're listening to this iPod, then you're not a rock, actually, because you're clearly thinking about these things in one form or another. So True you're that. Already, you're already ahead of the game. Armin Show Podcast. You know, we're ahead of the game out here. <laughs> I just want to point out. And also, I kept seeing analogs to what you were saying, to, like, the cryptocurrency, because, one, you should have a broader view of things, looking like the four-hour block windows except instead of the minute... Uh, changes because if you're watching every little change you get lost in a sea of little ripples you're not looking at the bigger picture same thing as what Felipe is describing for humanities look at productivity and value payment systems that's one and then also the bubble bursting a lot of people talking about uh, Bitcoin at some point may have a large well it's had a few of them already so it's not as big of a deal but you want to envision you want to predict you want to see things before they happen because you can see we all have eyes we can all process things. You don't need to always be surprised by the world. Like yesterday in Montecito, I just got to say, like the mudslides happened and a bunch of houses got like, you. it just burned on the mountain and then it just rained. It, the, the forecast said, and they told mandatory evacuations and then people stayed and multiple people died today. So I'm just throwing that in there. 
because it was right there. Still, it's not good for the people. I'm not saying anything. But we want to use as much ability as we have in the moment towards the future. We can kind of sense things. Our gut tells us that. That's how humans got this far in the first place. Yeah. Now, a lot of deep topics. I'm going to transition out to a final topic that is not deep, okay? It's switching it up because that's what I do on the show. And it's not going to be... I forgot the beat intro, by the way. Pretend this is the intro of the episode. Okay. Somehow that was at the beginning. You didn't hear that until now. Okay. I added a beat intro in the last episode. Uh, for my final comment here, uh, it rained the last couple of days. Have you ever run in the rain? What is your story in the rain that you've ever had? Oh, man. I mean, I have a... It was enough. Well, it's a phenomenal story to me. Whether it's phenomenal to you, it's, it's another story. But um, in probably 2009 or 10, um, I was visiting my uh, grandparents who live um, south of Indianapolis. So it's on this, you know, flat country um, area. And, you know, very few, very few houses, old country roads. Um, and there's this sort of five-mile square, basically, um, running, running along these streets. And it was drizzling out, and I was running with my girlfriend at the time, Jane, and uh, she was a runner, and so we just kind of took off running in the rain. We didn't really kind of care. And then it just started coming down, I mean, pouring heavy, and it was lightning cracking everywhere. And it was just, you know, these big, you know, I don't know, um, just big drops of rain. I mean, people in L.A. don't know rain. They know, like, drizzle and maybe heavy drizzle, but they don't know this kind of rain. It was just as heavy where you can just feel these, I mean, we were soaking wet. And it was nothing we could do. We were stuck in it. So we, and we had to finish. We were in a five-mile loop. So we were just kind of finishing it. And there were just a couple of times where this lightning would crack in front of us. You know, and it would just light up the sky. And, of course, it was just really early in the morning, too. But it was just kind of magical, too. You know, she kind of looked back at me, just kind of like, kind of with these eyes, like, what do we, what do we got ourselves into? And I'm kind of looking like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's just, let's just see how this goes. But... It was just it was just awesome. It was an awesome, powerful kind of thing to kind of just be connected to all that energy and rain and 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 movement. You know, it was just it was awesome. So that's my that's my uh, uh, story running in the rain. I like this story. I don't have a story like that. Okay, I ran in a park one time. It was raining. Dang it! I was topped. I was topped. Okay, but I mean, I did slip one time and then I fell on dirt patch. So. You know, <laughs> motivation for you to run. That's a cool story, actually. Felipe, I would like to thank you for being on episode 71 of the Armin Show podcast. Do you have any final words for our listeners? Uh, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to, to, to many great things with this young man right here. Armin Trapi. Armin Trapi. By the way, I just want to point out, Felipe was on the previous rendition of a podcast that I ran and passed that guy named Armin, which is no longer exists except it's like on a corrupted USB potentially. Who knows? One day we'll hear an episode. But uh, early supporter. He's in the two-digit club on this one, 71. And we are out.